get your boarding pass ready and keep your hands to yourself. This week on The Swearwolves, we are traveling back to the turn of the millennium to discuss two horror films starring Devin Sawa, Idle Hands and Final Destination. the swear wolves horror podcast the podcast that discusses all things horror i'm brett i'm david welcome to october david yay happy fall it is fall in most parts of the world <laughs> most parts of the country i guess yeah i guess it's been fall for a couple weeks technically yeah yeah it just doesn't feel that way here um it doesn't we are uh inching closer towards halloween yeah. we're inching closer towards the election which is a month away yeah get out there and vote it's an important time of year but something very important just happened last week Ah, Jesus Christ. What happened last week, David? (laughs) Uh, I turned 40. David had a birthday, so I took very much care in wrapping. Oh, my God. (laughs) What is that? A bowling ball? Here, you got to grab it. I I put David's gifts in a backpack. (laughs) Oh, no, it's the backpack and and all of its contents. Thanks, buddy. The backpack's (laughs) mine. Which You got to figure out what zipper. Oh, you like that game, don't you? <laughs> um, so what do you get the guy who has everything? You just get him more tchotchke shit. <laughs> <laughs> Bag of money. So that's that, and then there's the Holy other shit, thing. dude. You went all out, man. All right, we got And then it. there's my notes. So oh. if you could pass me my <laughs> pass notes. Me I got a good notes. Hold on. Oh, this is cool. A NECA Friday the 13th 5 uh, Roy mask. Yeah, I thought that was cool because dude, it's awesome. like, I know you don't have one of those, and... Uh, I figure, like, if we ever, like, we were supposed Damn to. Tom Morga. <laughs> we were supposed to meet Tom Morga this weekend at uh, Mad Monster here in Phoenix, but he I don't think he's showing. Yeah, that's a bummer. This but if really you ever cool, meet though. him and Dick Wheeland, you yeah, can have sign them it. sign that. Nice. Thank you, man. But it's also good for display. That's awesome. But wait, there's more. <laughs> All right, let's see what else we got here. It's a Back to the Future Biff Tannen figure. That's awesome. <laughs> Yep. Look at them. Yeah, so it's the uh, new... These are brand new. Oh, that's cool. Um, they, yeah, it's very like the Toonie Terrors figure kind of thing. It's kind of like the Toonie Terrors. It's also kind of like... I think it's like the Back to the Future cartoon, if you've ever seen that. Oh, okay. From Probably the a long early time 90s. Ago. Yeah. That's awesome. He looks so angry and biffy. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks, man. You're oh, welcome. And this, oh, man. Oh, that's cool. And uh, similarly, we got a Doc Brown and Einstein. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And not to be outdone, you have to have. Ah, Marty McFly. Awesome. He's got a guitar and a hoverboard. Yep. Sweet, so man. So I know you're a big Back to the Future fan. Thank you. Or I think you are. I am. What if I was like, nah, I hate that series. <laughs> I know, that would really suck. <laughs> These are terrible kids. Nah, Back to the Future is awesome. It was hard to find, and I know you're not really a huge toy collector, 
but uh, you can find a spot for that. Yeah, yeah. That stuff. Thanks, man. You need to get a shelf. Mm-hmm. I need to get several shelves. <laughs> <laughs> so happy birthday, my friend. Thank you, sir. Uh, I know it's belated. Well, it's actually, you know, early, but it's belated. <laughs> but the time it comes out, it will have happened. <laughs> yeah. So happy birthday. Welcome to your 40s. Uh, thank you, sir. <laughs> 40s, not bad. It yeah, sucks. I like to, th- I don't know. I feel younger. Yeah, no, definitely. Like, I don't feel like I, I remember I was thinking about it or we were just talking uh, the other day. We were talking about uh, when we were playing uh, Friday the 13th, we were, we were chatting and we said something about like our parents when they were listening to certain music, your mom had said something to you like, oh, I really like that song. Sex and candy. Sex and, candy. <laughs> and I was like, well, what year was that? And it was like 97, 98. Yeah. And I was like, well, how old was your mom? And she was like, our age, our age now. now. Yeah. <laughs> Back when that song came out. And I'm like, are we that way? I think so. Well, we were talking about wet ass pussy. <laughs> yeah, that WAP, WAP song, song by Cardi B. And uh, we were like, I like that song. <laughs> but I don't say that to my kids. I'm not no. like, yeah, I really like that WAP. Actually, I did say that to my son. <laughs> and he's like, he just shook his head and walked away. <laughs> like, you old. <laughs> oh, man. I like to think, uh, yeah, I don't feel old. I, yeah, I, I, and most days I think I don't look old, but no. other days I'm like, you got a lot of grays in your facial oh, hair, my friend. Fuck. Yeah. yeah. Tell me about it. What? I look like fucking Mr. Fantastic these days. I got the white <laughs> going. I said to my wife, I said, uh, am I all gray right here? And expecting her to go, no, you're fine. She goes, yep. <laughs> I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so anyway, happy birthday. Yeah, thanks again. Um, uh, you really uh, are one of my best friends mm. and uh, I really appreciate you and I appreciate this podcast and, and uh, so no, I'm going to be crying the rest of the episode. Fuck you. <laughs> Thanks man. Right back at you. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about some movies. So um, we decided on picking a couple of uh, actually this was your idea. Yeah. So you go ahead. <laughs> You're the man of the hour. Uh, I wanted to pick a couple of movies from kind of the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, uh, both movies starring Devin Sawa, who we've seen, but we haven't really talked to him. Like, no, we, we saw him at a, a show. Couple, yeah, yeah, he was at uh, Monster Palooza or Son of Monster Palooza uh, last yeah. year, I think. Yeah, and he's somebody we follow on social media. He's pretty funny and politically pretty pretty aligned <laughs> yeah <laughs> and and it was a good excuse to watch these movies because i haven't seen either of these in quite a while oh yeah i don't think i've seen these since they came out yeah yeah and i saw them both in the theater so um yeah I'm one, trying to think. well the movies that we're gonna be doing um idle hands and final destination um like i said saw both of them in the theater i've seen final destination a bunch of times because when i was a teenager my parents actually really liked that movie so we yeah. were, if we we're gonna watch a horror movie that was a pretty common one and then idle hands I saw it in the theater, and then I think I watched it once, like half paying attention, about a year ago. Yeah, but this is the first time I've like watched it, watched it in twenty plus years. Yeah, that's what's crazy too, is because uh, Devin Saw was like about our age. Yeah, and um, it's like watching this stuff is almost like a time capsule of what it was like to be in my early twenties. Yeah, and I'm like, oh god, I remember life. <laughs> like, I had a pair of cargo <laughs> pants like that. Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw those cargo <laughs> pants, and I was like, yeah. And and the music uh, oh, yeah. that came out in uh, especially Idle Hands, uh, it was like it brought me back. So I feel yeah. that's when I feel old. Yeah, is exactly. When I look and I'm thinking Idle Hands came out in 1999. That's nuts. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk about that one first. Then um, Idle Hands, uh, directed by Rodman Flender, uh, written by Terry Hughes and Ron Milbauer, stars Devin Sawa as Anton, Seth Green as Mick. 
Eldon Henson as Penub. <laughs> I, I thought that was a weird name. I think it's Nub. Is it Penub? I thought they said Penub. I don't know. I just thought it was Nub. But then why not just spell it N-U-B? I don't know. It was the 90s. <laughs> it to be edgy. Uh, maybe it was like a childhood friend. Maybe it was like that one of the writers had. The, for the PH. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Jessica Alba in one of her early roles as Molly. Vivica A. Fox as Debbie. And then there's a couple other things. It, Robert England is credited as the voice, the voice of, of the, the hand. hand. Did the hand talk? It just made little noises a couple of times. That's weird. And Fred Willard, RIP, as uh, Anton's dad. Yeah. Small role. Um, the offspring also appeared at them as, as themselves, themselves. Yeah. in the, in the band, um, at, at the dance. And that's pretty much it. Oh, Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge. He had a cameo at the, uh, the burger place. Yeah. <laughs> Tom DeLonge. Tom DeLonge's like crazy into UFOs, UFOs now. Yeah. But you want to know something? He's kind of been credited for <laughs> getting some of this stuff out there, which is Yeah. Nuts. He's kind of been correct. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so it's like, all right, well, maybe Tom DeLonge's not as insane as I think he is. Dude, I don't always have a soft spot uh, for Blink-182 and Tom DeLonge in particular, because like the first band I was ever in was a very... Well, actually, it was like the second band I was in was very Blink-182 inspired and very toilet humor kind yeah. of lyrics. Now, Blink-182, when they started, they had a different drummer. Yeah. Uh, Travis Barker, I guess, is, was... He still is. I yeah. mean, I don't know if they're still together yeah, yeah, as a he band. Still is. But before him, there was a different drummer. That, Scott, right? That drummer went to high school with my wife. Oh, crazy! Up in Reno, um, and then he would fly. He would. He was like only seventeen, hmm. and uh, when they started, and he would fly back to like San Diego or Orange County or wherever, yeah. and do gigs with them, and then fly back. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So she knew uh, him, and then she uh, developed like a pen pal relationship with. Um, the other guy, Mark, uh, Mark Hoppus, Mark Hoppus, I Wasn't think Scott Raynor, Raynor, something like that, right? Yeah, I think so. Sounds yeah. right. You'll have to talk to Christina about yeah. it next time you see her, but, uh, I don't that's know if she's told you that story, but no, that's she, crazy. she was a fan of theirs. I mean, because she knew the one guy and she was friendly with him. And then, like I said, she developed this like pen pal relationship. She still has some of the letters. I that's, think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is cool. So well, rock and roll trivia. Yeah. <laughs> rock and roll trivia with the swear wolves. Ricky Martin also has an uncredited appearance. Oh really? As a, uh, as a man in a, in a car park. That's what it says. Is Ricky. that what he's doing now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Ricky Martin. Let's see. This would have been right after like he was hitting right it after, big. Yeah. Like living La Vida Loca. <laughs> yeah. He was a, he was a pretty, he was pretty popular back then. Yeah. Whatever happened to that guy? He's got twins. No. His kids? Yeah, I think he. Wait I, a minute. He, I think he. I don't know if he adopted them, okay, okay. or if they're if they're like from his. Okay. But he does have uh, he does have kids, and I think he's like just living La Vida. Living La Vida uh, suburbia. Living <laughs> <laughs> La Vida suburbia. Yeah, making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. <laughs> Going to his HOA meetings. <laughs> PTA. <laughs> uh, release date: April thirtieth, nineteen ninety nine. Uh, budget twenty five million dollars, box office four point two million dollars. So this is like on the tail end of these like the teen horror, yes, slasher kind of stuff. Yeah, and I know we've said that before, like with uh, disturbing behavior and uh, those things. I don't know if disturbing behavior came out before this. But yeah, this disturbing is, behavior is ninety eight. Yeah, this is definitely like towards the end. Yeah. And maybe people were getting sick of this. Yeah, I think so. So um, we let's let's talk about the actual plot of the movie. So Anton, uh, Devon Sawa's character, um, his parents 
we open up seeing them mm-hmm. and uh, it's the mom and the dad and it's right before Halloween. And yeah, they're and, very festive. They got cool decorations up and stuff. Yeah. They have like, they go all out and they, they even mention that uh, later on in the movie. One of the characters says to Anton, I know your parents go all out for Halloween every year. Um, so they have all these decorations and, uh, by looking in the basement, I think we also see a bunch of Christmas decorations. So they're that house, very you festive, know, yeah. <laughs> decorates for every uh, holiday, <laughs> but, uh, they're up in bed, they're getting ready to go to sleep and, uh, they turn off the lights and glow in glow paint. Yeah. Above the bed on the ceiling. It says I'm under the bed. Yeah. I would have shit my pants. <laughs> <laughs> so uh the mom turns to the dad and like i said the dad's fred willard so you just laugh when you see him he's but, yeah <laughs> he was a treasure what happened <laughs> did you ever see a mighty wind yeah i love that movie uh, what happened <laughs> um her best in show yeah all, all, all of his commentary is like oh i want to put a little pipe in that uh <laughs> that dog's mouth maybe a little hat make him look like sherlock holmes <laughs> <laughs> yeah i gotta watch those movies again oh so good waiting for guffman was another good one the christopher guest oh yeah um, directed classics uh, improv movies speaking of which this has nothing to do with any of that <laughs> but have you watched the show Shit's creek yes it's hilarious it just won all these emmys yeah uh, like every emmy that it was nominated it's for. a funny show it's like crazy that it won all those but um it's it's fucking great yeah it's funny. and uh it's got uh what's Catherine it? o'hara Catherine o'hara Eugene and levy. Eugene levy who are in all those shows yep um those christopher guest movies but and daniel levy who is eugene levy's da- yeah, uh, son and then his, the daughter's in that show too she plays the she um, the waitress or, the waitress yeah. yeah but great show watch that show i think it's on netflix now <laughs> it is yeah i think well, so anyway she's like look under the bed to fred willard and he's like all right so apprehensively he looks under the bed and there's nothing there yeah then they hear a noise downstairs and they're like well it's probably the cat and she goes you go 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 check that shit and he's like fine yeah so he goes down there now when you hear a noise in your household do you just go check it or are you just like nah it's probably just something uh it depends there was a time i heard like a really weird noise and i did kind of like the movie thing and i grabbed like a baseball bat and walked downstairs but i didn't find anything dude i am i don't know if it's because i'm half asleep but i'm my most brave in the middle of the night when i hear a noise yeah and spring into action my wife's like why do you just go do that like haphazardly i'm like well what's the worst that's gonna i mean if someone came in to try to kill me, they're going to kill me. Like I, I have no self defense. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, uh, but like, I remember we were living in an apartment together and, uh, our cat had, uh, gotten out Yeah, and it had been days. And so we were just like, whatever. And, uh, we were on the ground floor of the apartment and we had this uh, patio and in the master bedroom, it had a sliding glass door that led out to the patio also. And, uh, we're lying in bed. It's two o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden there's a noise on our patio mm-hmm. and I just swung the blinds open. Like didn't even think about it. Just swung the blinds open, turned the light on. And I'm like, what the fuck? It was the cat. <laughs> <But> <laughs> she had come back, but, um, it was, uh, actually he, uh, he had come back, but, uh, my wife was like, why, how are you so brave in the middle of the night? Cause you're a pussy <laughs> during the day <laughs> when anything happens. I just like walk the, away when the moon's out, your yeah. balls drop. Yep. Exactly. Dude, uh, I had one like that. Uh, this is several years back, but it was like, yeah, one or two in the morning and it was raining and I heard the sound of screaming coming from like right outside my house. And I was like, what like on a earth? person? Yes. So I was like, oh my God. So like, and it sounded like somebody was like being murdered or something. So like I grabbed a bat or something and I ran downstairs, like in, just in my boxers, no shirt and it's raining. 
and it was um and this was around Halloween and it was one of my Halloween props it was actually my electric chair guy over there <laughs> um the rain must have caused it to like short out and it was just going off and it was just oh. and he kept screaming even though like it, 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 I had it set it's like a switch should have made it go off but it was just going off randomly it scared oh, the shit out of me imagine I, what the neighbors dude, thought I opened it up and this is actually a replacement one because I opened the back of that one and it ripped all its guts out just in the middle it, of the night yeah, you're like freaked me out up. yeah yeah <laughs> pulled all the wires <laughs> you could have just unplugged it yeah <laughs> Well, I don't even think it was like on batteries or something. Oh, okay. I don't know. Probably so just, just pulled shorted. the batteries out. Yeah, yeah. But it freaked me out. Yeah. Well, like like I said, at two o'clock in the morning or whenever it is, you're not thinking. No. And uh, I just yeah. wanted the voices to stop. <laughs> <laughs> um. So anyway, so Fred Willard goes downstairs, and uh, we we stay on the mom, and we kind of just hear mm-hmm. like a sound of him yeah, scuffling and scuffling everything, and crashing and weird noises. Yeah. And uh, then the mom's like, you know, what the fuck's going on? So she goes downstairs. She sees that the candles are still burning in the jack-o'-lanterns. So she's like, oh, you fucking idiot. Blows <laughs> you said them you out. blew those out. And then she like, I don't know if she slips. She slips in his, like in blood. And she touches it and she's like, ah, oh, what the <sighs> fuck? She runs upstairs. She's trying to call for Anton, um, who lives in the attic. Yeah. And he's got, it's got one of those trap door attic doors. Uh-huh. Like, in, uh, like in Christmas Vacation. <laughs> <laughs> so... It's like, how does he, like, I mean, I guess you can get down and get yeah. up. You just kind of like ride it down. <laughs> but anyway, um, so uh, she's calling for him. She goes into the bedroom. She dials 911, like 911. She's, she's so nervous, though. One. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't get the last one. Oh, yeah, yeah. She gets pulled under the bed. Yeah, we see a hand pop up. And it pulls her under the bed and then blood. Yeah. Like splatters. That's the cold opening of this movie. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on <laughs> in this movie? And, and you know, just watching it recently, I, I remembered some of it, like the the main yeah, same. plot, but I didn't remember that happened. Yeah, I didn't remember that either. And I, I was like, holy fuck. <laughs> so now it's the next morning and we get introduced to Anton, our star, Devin Sawa. And like I said, he's up in the attic. Now, did you notice something funny? The cat was up there with him. No, I didn't notice. And the cat was downstairs earlier. So it's like, how did the, oh, cat, the cat get, get upstairs? There? So that kind of tells us right away that he went downstairs at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, a good catch. I digress. Um, he's a stoner. Yeah. He's a, he's oblivious. He doesn't know. He's walking through the house. Like there's blood everywhere. And it reminded me a lot of Shaun of the Dead, which came out kind of later. Yeah. Much same later. Deal where he's just kind of a slacker and just doesn't really notice much of anything. Yeah. He, uh, he he has his uh, inhaler around his neck, which is actually a pipe. Yeah, it's, it's like a dual purpose, like a Swiss Army knife for stoners. <laughs> yeah, so um, so he just sits on the couch watching cartoons, eating cereal, and smoking, and smoking weed all day. Uh, he's a senior in high school, and uh, he runs out of weed. He calls his friends up, and that's Seth Green and uh, Eldon Henson, uh, Mick and Penub or Nub or whatever the fuck his name is, <laughs> and. Uh, he goes over to their house and they're talking about this this killer that's on the loose in their town. It's killed four people. Yeah, murders. And he's like, What murders? And like, dude, don't you watch the news? He goes, Nah, I hate that show. <laughs> uh, that that was funny. Um, but I'm like, yeah. These days I hate that show too. I also hate that show. <laughs> I yeah, whatever. Anyway, um, so he, we find out about these murders. We also find out that he's got a crush on the girl who lives across the street. Oh, by the way, the other thing, too, is, like, he's so fucking lazy. Him and his friends are, are so, like, stoner. Typical, stereotypical 
stoner lazy asses like he's like oh you're gonna make me come all the way over there and it's like right across the street right across the street (laughs) he doesn't even get dressed yeah he's still like wearing his robe (laughs) we also uh yeah he's wearing like pink slippers and boxers um we also get introduced to randy who lives a couple houses down and he seems friendly enough but he's like a gearhead. Yeah, yeah. You he's know? kind of like an old rocker. Yeah, he's he like that guy who graduated high school but yeah. still hangs out at the high school. He likes his Motley Crue and Rat and stuff like that. Every time you see him, it's Shout at the Devil playing. That's right, yeah. <laughs> Which is awesome. By the song. way, the soundtrack, I was telling David this earlier, the soundtrack to this movie, I love. Yeah, I Like all the music. I didn't write down all the music that comes out in this, but... Um, you got some uh, Motley Crue we talked about, but there's Rob Zombie. Mm-hmm. Um, and when that scene came on where they're watching the music video to uh, Dragula, was Dragula, me and my wife just raised our fists and we're just like, <laughs> <laughs> that video was awesome. Because we were like cooking while we were watching the movie. And I was just like, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> Taco uh, night. I love fucking, I love that song, Dragula. It's awesome. That song. And the video is cool too. Puts me in such a good mood. Hell yeah. yeah that whole album's a lot of fun. Yeah. Fucking Rob Zombie. Why does he got to make shitty movies? <laughs> Visually good. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we meet uh, Randy, and then we also meet Molly, who lives across the street. And uh, Anton has a crush on Molly, and he's had a crush on her since fucking uh, forever, elementary school. Mm-hmm. But he's never talked to her. Yeah, he chickens out. He- yeah. But uh, anyway, so uh, some 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 shit happens. Like he he's just kind of being lazy and when he finds her lyric book because she writes songs and stuff and he tries to give it back to her well he does give it back to her but he can't even speak no he He just just runs away shoves it in her face and runs away yeah uh he goes back home he's making himself a sandwich with like mayonnaise and bologna or whatever yeah and he picks up a knife and the knife is covered in blood but he's watching tv so he's distracted (laughs) yeah and so he takes a bite of the sandwich and then he notices the knife has blood all over it. So he throws that up. Dude, he goes, oh my God, the killer's in the house. He yeah. shakes out. And then we have what, like right after that is one of my favorite shots of the whole movie. And you just see Anton's dog just slide into the hallway because he's like, he's pushing the dog to like look around a corner. Yeah. That's that, that great. great. Yeah. So he's hiding from the killer because, and then he finds his parents' bodies. Yep. Um, in the jack-o'-lantern props. Yeah, in the jack-o'-lantern props. And he's like, holy shit. And uh, the mom is has a piece of a t-shirt that she ripped off of the killer. That's right. And we look down. And, oh, yeah. And Nub and, and Mick are here at this point. And, yeah. They, he calls they show over. Yeah. And uh, we see that Anton's missing a piece of his shirt. And it fits in perfectly. And they're yep. like, uh. It takes a while because they're fucking high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Like, they're holding it. And then they're like, wait a minute. Yeah. Hold it up. Oh, my God. And then they, then they even go, well, you know what this proves? The killer was wearing your, your shirt. shirt. <laughs> and so. And I like how uh, Nub or whatever his name is, like, yeah. is trying to do CPR on one of them. Who's oh, like Fred Willard. Yeah. yeah. And he's very dead. He's, <laughs> he's like, I, he's like I saw this on Baywatch. <laughs> yeah. There's a couple of references like that that I'm like, oh, I don't know if people, people would, would get the joke. Now. Get the joke these yeah. days. Because they mentioned something else, too, later on. I forget what it was, but it was like, mm, that's not even on anymore. Yeah. It's not even around, but whatever. We get it. Oh, another thing too is Anton's hand is glowing like uh, the same color as like the paint. The paint. Yeah. It's got like that black light paint yeah. on it. So uh, uh, Mick figures out that Anton's probably the killer and he's like, hey, we're going to call the cops and everything. And Anton's a- a- gra- grabs a beer bottle. 
Yeah. And he smashes it and then he just stabs Mick right in the head. Yeah. And you can tell he has like, oh, like no control. He's just like, oh shit, what the hell is happening? Yeah. It's very Evil Dead 2. Yeah. And very uh, much so. <laughs> like, it just stabs him right in the forehead. Like, I feel like they watched Evil Dead 2, the, the writers of this, and they're like, let's just make a movie where someone's hand is possessed the entire time. Yeah. Because that's what this is. <laughs> um, and Devin like, Sawa does a good job. You know, I mean, we always credit Bruce Campbell with his. No, and not to get to my review, but like the physical acting in this movie is a blast. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he kills Seth Green. Uh, Penub comes, or Nub, we'll just call him Nub. Let's just call him Nub. He comes, and uh, there's like this chase scene, but like David said, the hand is like leading the charge and uh anton's like get out of the house yeah i don't want to hurt you i don't want to hurt you my hand i can't control my hand i can't control my hand they go down to the basement and then nub's gonna leave and the hand grabs a circular saw blade and just tosses (laughs) it it like a frisbee yep and it chops the dude's head off yeah it's pretty great so um he goes over to molly's house for whatever reason like the hand i don't know does it well he he throws his cat out the window so he's like watching oh, yeah, t- he, he, he starts watching tv and like he's having a fight with his hand about like what to watch i think and then his cat yeah. comes up and he just twirls the cat like a helicopter and like tosses it out the window so he goes to look for the cat and that's uh, when he sees molly i think yeah and there's all these jokes about like oh you're in my bush yeah and, and uh oh and the hand like wants him to talk to molly so like there's an amazing like little doorbell. somersault that he does like mm-hmm. over the rail and then rings the doorbell yep which that was a pretty good stunt and that was definitely him and molly is like very like come on in yeah and she's, she's like dressed she's in her pjs yeah and she's like come very, on upstairs very suggestive come in my bedroom yeah. and then like the hand bang me <laughs> the hand grabs her ass and she's like Ooh, Ooh. forceful and of course you know anton being a kid who's attracted to a, a good-looking woman is like, well, my hand's possessed, but I want to get some. I really want to do this, so tie me, tie me down. <laughs> yeah, so he ties his hand down, and she's like, you're, you're kinky. kinky. <laughs> so I guess they have sex. It's implied. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, his pants don't. are down when we see, when it cuts back to him. Yeah. I think Jessica Alba was probably a minor when this movie came out, so... They, no, they didn't show. no, no, no. Or maybe she was freshly 18. Yeah, I think she, she was... She was 18, because she's, uh, I think, the same age as me. She's a year younger, maybe. Okay. So she would have been, like, 18. Yeah. But um, my God, first time I saw this movie. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, this was one of her really early flicks. Like, after this, she got that movie Honey, which mm-hmm. I think she was the main girl. In. I don't want to ever seen that movie. But uh, I remember her uh, becoming bigger. And then Sin City... Oh yeah, was what two thousand five or so? Yeah, a few years after this, but that's when she was like on everybody's radar. And now she's worth three hundred and fifty million dollars <laughs> because she started some baby product company. Yeah, good for her. Yeah, well, you know what, entrepreneur. Yeah, it's awesome. So he fucks her. Um, <laughs> yeah. Vivica A. Fox. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I want to yeah, yeah, talk, talk about, about her. her. She is like a like a demon hunter i guess like i don't know there's some there's some stuff about that character her character doesn't need to be in this movie well or at least in there's some scenes where i'm like that's really corny yes (laughs) yeah her character is very undercooked or yes yeah there's a lot about well i'll get that in my review okay but anyway vivica a fox is like a demon hunter and she's going around searching where all these murders are taking place and she realizes it's a in the shape of a pentagram and it leads her to where they are in california so she's on her way there to hunt some demons and she's like get out of she's driving this big winnebago and she's like out of my way i got demons to kill or something (laughs) it's like cheesy it is but whatever yeah 
Jessica Alba and uh, Devin Sawad just get done fucking. Yeah. And he goes back home and he buries the bodies <laughs> in the backyard. And he gives a whole, like, dearly beloved. <laughs> yeah, he has a little speech prepared. Yep. He's like, I'm sorry I killed you. Um, his hand's still, like, acting up or whatever. But out from the ground comes Mick and Nub. Yeah. And they basically Those are, are zombies. Those are pretty shallow graves. <laughs> well, you know, he's only got really one hand that's, that's working it's for him. That's very hard work. It is. Digging <laughs> digging a hole is not easy anyway. It isn't. <laughs> and at some point, you know, you got to dig graves for four people. Maybe you bury the first one really down low, and then you're just like, fuck it. Or just pile them all in one hole. <laughs> just be done with it. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> he sees them, and he's like, uh, you know, he finds out that they're dead, obviously. And, yeah. and the guys tell him, like, oh, there was a white light that we saw, and there was, like, some shitty Enya-type music yep. playing. And there was a bunch of girls going, come on, come towards the light. Yeah, and they were like, uh, so what happened? He's like, yeah, we said fuck it. I mean, it was, like, really far. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the so, tunnel of light. So they didn't go to hell. Uh, they were going to go to heaven, but they were just, like, too lazy. Was, they couldn't walk that far to the light. Which is kind of funny. <laughs> so uh, Nub's got his hand, uh, head, like, basically in his hands, and uh, Mick's got a beer bottle stuck Sticking in his forehead. His yeah. So uh, kind of cool visuals. But it is around Halloween time, so that's that kind of comes into play later. Right. Uh, the way that they look and how they're accepted by everybody. So they're all talking, and uh, they say something about, like, there's we need to find somebody. Who knows like, about demons and yeah. stuff. And they're like, Randy. The neighbor. Yeah. yeah. Motley so, Crue guy. <laughs> so we go, shout, shout. Shout at the devil. Shout at the devil. <laughs> we go see Randy. And he's hitting on them, some teenage girl. Like yeah. he's a creeper. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Anton talks to him, and uh, Randy says he's like, "My hands making me do weird things." And there's a masturbation joke in there somewhere. I don't know if it if it was intended or unintended, but it's like very subtly. He's like, "My hands making me do weird things," and he's like, "I've been there, dude. I've been there, dude." And there's another joke later on where they talk about like, "Why did that hand become possessed?" He's like, "Well, my other hand I use it for changing channels, lighting my bong, uh, relieving a little <laughs> cool. tension." Yeah, exactly. Um, but uh, and he's a lefty. Yeah. So I thought of you. Oh, thanks, and my man. daughter. Oh, two yeah. lefties that lefties. I know. My sister. You. <laughs> my daughter <laughs> those are the only That's lefties it. i know it's three people and devin sawa i guess um but uh randy's like idle hands are the devil's playground mm-hmm. you got to keep your hands busy yep and so he's like that's a great idea so the next time we see him he's knitting <laughs> so he's just sitting there they're watching tv and they're knitting and uh seth green's like i don't think that's what that means <laughs> i don't think it means like you just got to keep your hands busy i think it's more of a a metaphor um he didn't know the name for it though, because yeah. they're stoners. Uh, but oh but yeah, just, yeah. <laughs> like a simile. Or, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember what he said, but I can't remember either. we also get these two cops come in, and it's uh, the fucking Aaron Burr guy from oh, the Got Milk commercial. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to place him. I was like, who is that guy, dude? Before Hamilton, the musical, I mm-hmm. knew who Aaron Burr was just because of the Got Milk yeah. commercial. Got milk. <laughs> yep. Um, Anyway, that's that's one of the guys. Uh, they, uh, they 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 show up at the house because there was a noise complaint. Yep, and because uh, this is when they're watching Rob Zombie. Yeah, yeah, they're blasting, they got it. They got it cranked, <clears throat> blasting Dracula, and uh, they see through the window that Seth Green and uh, Nub are like dead. Yeah, and, Nub's head's not even on. Yeah, 
and they're like, Oh, Anton's the killer. And, and, uh, the one cop goes, we should call backup. And the other cop's like, why would we give up all this glory? Like, let's do it. Let's just take them down ourselves. So they bust in there. And they're gonna. They're like, Anton, put your hands up. And at first, he's kind of psyched. He's like, Yes, arrest me. Yes, that's probably the best bet. Yep. And they're like, Put the knitting needles down. I can't. And he's like, No, just handcuff me. And there's this back and forth for a while. Finally, the hand takes control and uh, jabs a knitting needle through one of the cops' right heads. His temple, yeah. And then uh, kills the other one with a taser, like right to right his to the face. face. Ooh, that can't feel good. Yep. So Anton has had enough. And he's going to go chop his hand off. First, he tries to use a bagel slicer. (laughs) George Nub says, it doesn't even slice my bagel. And it breaks. Yeah. And then he gets a cleaver. And, oh, there's also Seth Green grabs the electric uh, knife. Oh, yeah. And he's he's like, like, I'm a face. And then it unplugs. And he's all, oh. (laughs) That was a good joke. Um, But uh, he grabs a cleaver and he chops his hand off. Yeah. And then Mick, like, cauterizes it with an iron. Yep. And, uh. They're going to, uh, Anton's like going to faint. And so they said, we're going to go get some supplies. <laughs> we'll be back with antiseptic. Antiseptic and bandages and some burritos. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, uh, Molly shows up because they're supposed to go to this high school dance together, this Halloween dance. And uh, so her and Anton talk and she's like, oh, you got a great costume. What is it supposed to be? And he's like, uh, I'm a fast food worker because he has a fast food outfit on not important to the story, but yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he's like, I'm a fast food worker who accidentally chopped off his arm. And she's like, Oh, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so he's like, you go to the dance. I'll meet back up. I'll meet you at the dance. I got to clean gotta up t- my I gotta house. Take care of something. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Mick and nub show back up and, uh, they're gonna, they're gonna take care of his arm for him, but they, uh, accidentally let the hand loose. Yeah, because Anton had trapped the hand in the microwave. Yep, and they accidentally blew the hand up. Yeah. And they open the microwave and the hand Gets escapes. Out. <laughs> and it's like flying through the air now. Yeah. It's the same actor that played a uh, uh, thing in, in the, the Adam's Family. Family movies. Yeah, I saw that too. Uh, he's just a hand. Famous hand actor. <laughs> <laughs> I think he's a magician. Yeah, I think you're right. I think he is a magician. Um, he's good with his hands, ladies. <laughs> Ooh, baby. Christopher Hart. Hmm. is the hand it's going through town it's going to kill people it does kill these two people who are dressed like gene simmons and uh the other guy from kiss oh yeah which paul, one was it paul, paul stanley, stanley? Yeah. starman and the demon was paul stanley the starman i don't know I don't, i'm not a kiss fan yeah he's Let's got just, the, yeah he's got the star yeah so that's who she was dressed up as the demon kills both of them. Uh, kind of just a scene to show yeah. boobs. I was going to say, that he kind of feels her up first. <laughs> yeah. It's it's a it's a scene to show boobs. Yeah, exactly. So they can <laughs> show boobs in a horror movie, I guess. And that's when we cut to the dance, and then we get uh, the offspring playing a cover of I Want to Be Sedated. Yep. Yep. pretty cool. Which was funny, because earlier in that day, my wife was singing that song. Oh. And then all of a sudden we heard that, and I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it was creepy. That's creepy. Maybe she knew. Maybe she's like, I'm going to start singing this song. Create my son. <laughs> or my, my son. Wow. Fucking Oedipus. Uh, let's see. The hand kills the principal. Like, the principal's on the phone with, like, a phone sex operator or something like that. Hand kills him. Yeah. Anton, like, runs to the... Oh, Vivica, Fox, and Randy meet up. Oh, yeah. At a bowling, bowling alley. alley. And he's hitting on her. And she's like... She tells him, like, the real reason why she's in town. And he's like, that's so weird, because I was just talking to this friend of mine who said his hand was acting up, and she's like, tell me where what? he is. So they go hunting after Anton. Anton. Yeah. They follow him to the dance. Um, the hand 
uh, starts attacking people. It actually rips the offspring guy's head off. Yeah, like scalps him. Yep. Um, and uh, chaos ensues at the dance. Uh, Jessica Alba and her friend escape through the vents. And they come across like the, the world's largest fan fan that chops can chop people up. And uh, they got to jump through it. And the, the friend is hesitant. And the hand comes and like hangs her in it. And then, yeah, it like pulls her up like the Temple of Doom when Indy throws the whip into the ceiling fan and it just pulls that guy up. Yeah, Whee! it's kind of like that. <laughs> yeah, except for this one chops her up, like in <laughs> like in the first uh, Indiana in Raiders of the Lost Ark yeah. when the guy goes into the prop of the plane. Oh, the airplane, yeah, <laughs> the, <laughs> the bald Nazi guy, guy? Yeah. yeah, fucking Nazis. <laughs> so anyway, they uh, the hand ties her up. It needs the sacrifice of her. And it's going to, it puts her on top of this car in the auto shop Mm -hmm. and it's going to crush her against the ceiling, I guess. Yeah. The hand's also wearing a puppet now (laughs) (laughs) and the puppet can change expressions. (laughs) That was kind of stupid. It got really, it got really silly at this point. Um, So Seth Green and uh, Nub, they start smoking weed. They find a bong in the shop that somebody made and they called it Mighty Joe Bong. Yep. It was real big. (laughs) And they're like, we got to smoke weed to get energy. And Devin saw was like, oh shit, he gets an idea. So he takes a big fucking hit and he blows it into the puppet. Yeah. Uh, so the hand gets high. And the eyes kind of like roll over. Like, <laughs> and they get all like glassy and uh, red bloodshot. And uh, then they uh, outsmart the hand. The hand's going to attack Anton. Vivica Fox comes in, throws a dagger at it. And it just kills up it. in a little puff of smoke. Yeah. And then Seth Green's like, that's it. He's like, I'm glad everybody's safe, but, but like, that's yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, he said what we were all thinking. So Vivica A. Fox says that now they have to have ritualistic sex. So her and Randy go running away. Um, Seth Green and uh, Nub see the light and they're like, fuck it. Let's go towards the light. So they go towards the light. Yeah. Well, and Anton. And Anton's underneath the car. He has freed Jessica Alba and everybody's yeah. happy. And then the car drops. I like when it drops on him. I think it's uh, Seth Green goes, sweet Jesus. <laughs> and crushes him. And then, uh, so he has a choice of whether to go to the light or not. But he stays alive so he can have Yeah, Jessica so he's Alba in the hospital. In a full body cast. Full body cast, like sipping juice or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Jessica Alba's She's like feeding him, him like yeah. applesauce. Applesauce or something. <laughs> so she leaves. And then Seth Green and, and uh, I keep saying Seth Green and Nub. Mick and Whatever. Nub yeah. <laughs> show up. And uh, they're like his guardian angels now. Yeah, they got their wings. And they play a practical joke on him. They ride on the ceiling. I'm under the bed. I'm underneath the bed. And he's like, oh! <laughs> and they're walking down the hallway, and they're like, hey, should we tell them we wrote that? And he's like, eh, fuck it. Let's go walk through a nurse. <laughs> <laughs> and then he's like, be careful. Some of them are guys. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. And that's the end of the movie. So, what do you think? Um, I really like this movie. Uh, I, I saw it in the theater, and I loved it. Uh, at the time and you know i hadn't seen it since it's really corny i mean you're right towards the end it gets really stupid like the whole thing with the puppet is dumb the vivica a fox let me start with the things that i don't like this okay. time i usually <laughs> do the good then the bad um the vivica a fox character i thought was borderline un- unnecessary but they should have given her more to do or at mm-hmm. least made her character more interesting like she's very cartoonish and hammy and just way over the top and just doesn't seem like a real person her delivery i think is part of the problem like i don't want to criticize her as an actress and she's just she's fine. A fine actress I mean, yeah it's just not the right role for her no there's a lot of logic issues in this movie too where characters make strange decisions and just things like that and then um 
Probably my biggest criticism is the Jessica Alba character. Don't get me wrong. Uh, I enjoy looking at her. Uh, she's beautiful. <laughs> but um, I just didn't think her character, like, she was so forward and, like, I, I don't know. I didn't, I just thought her character didn't behave like a normal person. And maybe it was kind of a sign of the times of, like, the late 90s. Just kind of over-sexualized. Like, her character's not particularly inventive or clever or smart. Like, she's just, well, okay. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to interrupt real quick and agree with you. But I want to interject this. I, I totally agree with you. We don't get enough of her character at the beginning. And then all of a sudden... She's we're the damsel in distress. And then all of a sudden we're following her and she becomes like this really smart... And not that she wasn't smart before, but she could become this smart really smart. She knows how to save her friend and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, and, and it's like, well, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah, yeah, you're it right. It was like not enough attention to where the attention needed to be. Vivica A. Fox's character, Jessica Alba's character, these female characters at the beginning to when they become like the heroes at the end and they do stuff that's heroic at the end. It's like, well, where the fuck did that come from? Yeah. Like we needed to see more of that and maybe less of some other shit. Agreed. Um, but continue. Yeah, no, I agree. And then the things I like, like I said earlier, the physical acting in this movie, I think is awesome. I mean, to me, it's like kind of a clinic in physical acting. Like, oh, watch yeah. this, watch Evil Dead too. Like, yeah, and the Three way Stooges. He, his hands like lead himself. Uh, I just thought, uh, and Devin Sawood's overall, I thought did a really good job. I thought most of the humor was good. There's a few jokes that fall flat in her force, but I thought for the most part, the jokes kind of keep coming, and, and most of them I think land well. Um, I just find the movie a lot of fun. The, the The visual effects were decent. I really like the Seth Green and Eldon Hansen uh, characters. I thought they provided a lot of comic relief, and the three seemed like a realistic group of a realistic friends. trio yeah yeah but overall it's a stupid movie um but it's a stupid movie that i really like so yeah. i gave it three yeah and i'm kind of right there with you although i'm gonna present this to you um and i i've been trying to think about it i i think this idea would work well as a tv show now hear me out <laughs> like maybe like a limited run show on like mtv or something right yeah. like you could do that would allow you to build up the characters and maybe each week there's like a different like murder and there's there's stuff like <laughs> i go to almost see it more broken about but it's always the same person because it's insane. well it is but <laughs> but there's different adventures quote unquote because yeah. you got the comic relief and the two stoner kids you can build up the backstory on uh, and and develop the character of the jessica alba character more and it's like um you could develop the vivica fox character and the randy character more and their relationship it's like things happen too quickly yeah it's a comedy so it has to be like 90 minutes like the it was 92 minutes long so it's it's short but if you had like maybe 10 half hour episodes you could get all of that stuff out of this right and tell the same story yeah you know it's not like episodic like it's like well we solved this mystery i you got know. you yeah it's just like more just drawn out drawn out over the course of 10 episodes and and i think it would i think it would work um i think the humor works in this movie um there's the horror is a little whatever yeah, it's not scary no and i don't think it's supposed to be but like i said very evil dead too again to your point cheesy at the end with the with the puppet and everything but it was humorous i did laugh i liked the soundtrack devon sawa if this movie wouldn't have bombed I think Devin Sawa probably would have had a bigger career trajectory. Yeah. I know Final Destination came out a few years after this, but like if this movie would have been like a huge success, we would have seen him in more stuff right away. Yeah, probably. Because this was he had only starred in like Casper. <laughs> 
you know yeah <laughs> and, and now it's such a small he was role. in casper and now and then yeah, yeah and, and he was in this. casper for like 30 seconds exactly so this was like his first like lead role yeah. and i thought he did a great job he was like our generation's Corey haim almost because he's got that kind of Corey haim like slack jawed look like <laughs> he's always like got his mouth open <laughs> did you notice that yeah yeah <laughs> um but uh but good good acting so three for me also nice. so, so three I, overall yeah i think we can we can and and this was one of the ones that uh surprised me a little that i liked it more than i the first time i saw it i didn't like it oh yeah but now looking back on it i liked it more see and i liked it but i was expecting to not like it now because it's like oh, i liked it as a as a teenager as a 18 19 year old kid but as an as a 40 year old man i'm probably gonna be man. yeah and the first time i saw it i think i wanted to like it and then i was like mm. I didn't, you know what? I was thinking about why I didn't like it. And I think I, I think it's because I didn't like that. He was the killer mm. because that left a bunch of questions. It's like, well, who gets charged with all these murders? <laughs> the hand. <laughs> the hands disappeared. Right, so he tells the cops, he's like, well, the killer was clearly right hand. And as you can see, I have no right hand. <laughs> yeah. Um, Case closed. So three for that one. Uh, I recommend seeing it. You know, yeah. it's, it's, if you want to just sit back and just, if you're our age and you want to reminisce about the late nineties and, and turn your brain off, for turn your bit. brain off for 92 minutes. This is a good one to do it too. <laughs> um, 2000. I, well, yeah, I guess it was just a year after this, um, almost exactly a year, March 17th hmm. of the year 2000. Uh, we got, uh, another horror movie starring Devin Sawa and this was final destination. This was directed by James Wong, who has gone on to do a lot of other things. Movies. He really hasn't done much. Uh, but yeah, a lot of TV stuff. Okay. But yeah, a lot, of, a lot of X-Files. Um, but as far as movies, uh, he did uh, Willard. Oh, yeah. Directed with, uh, with Crispin Glover. Crispin Glover, yeah. Um, and he did come back for Final Destination 3. Okay. And he also directed uh, the remake of Black Christmas. Okay. Yeah. So he's done other horror stuff. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. That's what he's known for. But <laughs> I, re- I remember like he did do a lot of X-Files stuff, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's where I know him from. Well, whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> I'm an idiot. All right. Uh, cast wise, like I said, Devin Sawas plays Alex, Ali Larder as, is it Claire? Clear. Clear. Kerr Smith as Carter. Kerr Smith. That's, Kerr is a weird name. Isn't that a slur? Like, is that what you call a cowboy? I don't so know. run, you Kerr. Remember that from Tombstone? I don't Tell know. all the other Kerrs I'm coming. <laughs> I don't and know. And coming with me. <laughs> what? You haven't seen Tombstone? I have seen Tombstone. All right. Have you ever been to Tombstone? <laughs> no. It's the most boringest place really? in the world. I, see, I've driven past it once, and I really wanted to stop it. I just didn't have time. When Christina and I started dating, um, we took a day off of work, and we drove down to see the thing. Yeah. The... The fucking roadside, roadside attraction because i was like let's go down and do that so we went down and saw the thing and then um we drove home and i said let's go let's stop off at tombstone it's so disappointing really because oh, it's like there's the okay corral okay and that's the, why they call it the okay corral because you just, just like right. you see you it you shrug your shoulders okay eh, i've seen it it's a corral <laughs> Turn around and leave yeah it's it's really nothing that's a bummer yeah but anyway curse smith he was in uh dawson's creek okay uh, that's what he was like famous for at this time. A lot of these actors were like famous in the TV late shows. late nineties. Uh, you got Sean William Scott. Oh yeah, it's Billy. Yeah, fucking Stifler. Uh, this movie also has a Tony Todd in it. He plays uh, this um, like a like, funeral home director or yeah, something or mortician. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's some other people too whose names I don't really recognize. Uh, like I said, release date was March seventeenth, two thousand. 
$23 million budget, $112.9 million box yeah, office. Yeah, well so done. A bigger hit for Mr. Sawa. <laughs> he rebounded nicely. Yeah. Final Destination, this guy's going to go, this kid's going to go on a uh, trip with like his class yeah. to France. And uh, fucking field trip. Like, it's a hell of a field trip. I know. I went to like fucking Six Flags. And this wasn't like a senior <laughs> trip because this was before they graduated. Like this is like yeah. in the middle of the school year. This was for well, you know, I I will say this. I know that like in my Spanish class and the German class, they we had like sister schools in yeah. in Mexico and in uh, Germany, and it was like every two years they would do oh, a trip. Would one would go there and one would come here. That's cool. When I took German, the German kids came. Were you pissed? You're like I want to go to Germany. Well, kind of, but. Yeah. I don't think I would have gone because yeah. I think my parents would have been like, I'm not paying that money for you to go to Germany. <laughs> yeah, nope. That's a lot of money. Yeah. Um, but I anyway. like when he's packing his bags, his dad is like, uh, live it up, Alex. You got your whole life ahead of you. It was a very <laughs> weird thing to say. Yeah. And just the delivery is like, yeah, that's not at all ominous. Well, and the other thing too is like Alex has, is packing a suitcase and there's like a ticket, like, you know, they put on your suitcase. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, wants to leave it on for good luck. Like, you can't do that. Well, well he wants to leave it on until he gets to the airport uh, and they replace it. And the mom's like, fuck that. And she just tears it off. It's like, oh, well, you're very sympathetic. Thanks, mom. And, and by the way, Alex is freaking out this entire time. Like everything he sees, he like stares at. <laughs> and he like... Like everything's causing him to like panic about this about this field trip. Yeah, it's let him have his tag. Yeah, exactly. Mom, bitch. <laughs> what a bitch. Yeah. Who was that? Who played his mom? Barbara Tyson. She played Barbara Browning. Fucking Babs. <laughs> Babs Browning. <laughs> BB. <laughs> um. Yeah. So he he goes to the airport. He's got his best friend, uh, who is uh, Todd. Todd and Todd's brother is uh, there too, George. And they're, uh, they're, they're all going on this trip. And like, like I said, everybody's there, all these different stereotypical. Yeah. You get the asshole and his girlfriend, the jocks, the the nerd, the pretty girls. Yeah. I do like uh, Todd, uh, Alex's buddies. Like, Hey, let's go take a shit. (laughs) I really like that. He's like, what? He's like, dude, just think about it. You're on the plane. You go take a shit, and then the, those hot girls over there, they come in there, and they associate that stink with you for the rest of the trip. Yeah. And then it just immediately jump cuts to them shitting. To them sitting in the toilet. <laughs> While they're sitting in the toilet, John Denver comes on. Yeah. Is it Rocky Mountain Rocky High? Rocky Mountain High, yeah. Um, and uh, John Denver died right like a year or two before that. Well, maybe like 97. The mid-90s, yeah. In a plane um, crash. In a plane crash. So... Uh, they hear that song and, and Alex freaks out. He's like, that's ominous. Yeah. And he keeps seeing stuff. And then like when he's at the ticket counter, she's like, Oh, your flight number is the same as your birth date. Mm-hmm. And he's like, huh? And he's like freaking out. Anyway, they go on the plane. All There's this, all these weird coincidences. All this shit starts happening and the plane takes off. Everything's yeah, and cool. A, and some weird stuff happens like before they take off, like these girls ask him if he can switch seats and, yeah. Yeah. And then he does, he switches seats and then the little tray table knob comes off and Yeah, and he's just having some problems and then there's a little bit of turbulence on takeoff, but then everything's fine. And then the plane crashes, blows up. Yeah. <laughs> and it like that scene is intense because like Dude. once it starts, like that scene goes on for a long time. It's super loud. Do you put yourself in the position of if that if you were on a plane and that shit happened? Because I do. 
Oh, yeah. I put myself in that, and I'm like, what the fuck would you do? Yeah, nothing. You just scream and die. Fuck. Like, it's scary. Yeah. Did you remember... Um, scream and die. <laughs> do you remember Fight Club has that uh, plane crash scene? I'm trying to remember... Well, uh, I've seen Fight there's Club. A, there's but. a scene with like a plane crash, but um, I was watching Fight Club like on my phone on a flight on a flight once, and I forgot about that scene. And you should have seen the look on the face of the woman in the middle seat. Like I looked oh, over yeah, and I was yeah. just like, "I'm sorry." <laughs> <laughs> well, also I should say that this obviously was pre 9 11. Yeah. Like, if the okay, so okay, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. So the plane crashes, everybody burns up and blows up. And it's pretty brutal. Like, it's pretty graphic. Some, yeah, it's gross. And then it cuts, and Alex is like wakes up, and he's on the plane, and everything that we those, just saw happen. He wakes up to those two girls going, "Hey, can you switch his seats?" And he's like, "What?" Yep. Everything that we just saw happen is happening again, and so he had a vision of this plane blowing up. So he goes up to the seat that he went to where the tray table dropped, and it does the Pops same right thing. Off. And he's like, "This plane is going to blow up." He starts okay. freaking out. This pre nine eleven. Yeah, because if you get on a plane, probably even back then, but if you get on a plane now and you say this plane's going to blow up, not only will you be fucking arrested, yeah, but they're going to investigate, and no one that plane's not taking off. No, and it's not taking off in five fucking <laughs> seconds after you say that. <laughs> but this is what happens in this movie: a fight ensues between the uh, um, Kerr Smith character, yeah, Carter, Carter, and Alex. And then Todd gets involved, and uh, the teachers get involved, and then the Billy, he's like behind them. Stifler, yeah, yeah. Stifler's the last one on the plane because he was taking a shit, <laughs> and uh, so they all get kicked off of the plane. Yep, and they won't let them back on. They won't let them back on. They're like, you're gonna have to catch the next flight, and they, they let one of the teachers back on. Yeah, and so the 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 male French French teacher says, you know, you just go to the female, and the female's like, no, you know French. You go. This is your thing. You I'll go. Stay. I'll catch the next flight. So the plane takes off, and Alex is sitting there, and security has been called, and they're all like, "I don't know what the fuck's going on." He's like, "I saw it. The plane blew up. It yep. was, it's going to crash." I should say, Allie Larder leaves the plane also. Yeah, uh, clear because she believes Alex. Yeah, she freaks out. And is like, "Something's up. I'm. I'm not comfortable. I'm not comfortable being on this flight." Which yep. should have been everybody on the plane. I'd have right. Been like, uh, yeah. Todd's brother stays on. Because he says, hey, go keep an eye on Alex, and I'll catch you guys. I'll catch up with you guys when we get to yeah. France. But the brother goes, and um, sure shit, the plane blows up. It's pretty intense. Like, you see it explode, and then all the windows blow out. Uh, yeah, the shockwave. Yeah. And everybody's, like, freaking out. And everybody, like, blames Alex. Yeah. And he's like, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't do it. <laughs> I didn't do it. But, you know, the FBI is there and they're investigating. They're like, why'd you guys get off the plane? And again, this goes back to post 9-11. Pre-9-11 people will, people that were around pre-9-11 understand that maybe some of this stuff would happen. But post 9-11, like none of that's going to happen. Yeah. Something else. Uh, like, that guy would have been under invest, the high investigation. <laughs> yeah. When the when the FBI is questioning everybody individually, um, I will say I thought the acting was pretty good. Like the, I felt like they acted like people normally would. Like um, like Alex cries. Like a couple of them are crying. Like in real life, like if something like that happened, like you'd be pretty emotional. And usually in movies like this, like everybody's like, oh, the plane blew up. Whoa, yeah. Doody doody do. Yep. Gotta go back to Glad school. We weren't on it. <laughs> yeah. They're back in school the next week. Yeah. Now some of that emotion goes out the window later in the movie. But yeah. I thought early on I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is believable. Yep. So it, it they're under question. Well, the parents of everybody come and 
then it's like 40 days later yeah or 39 days later i think is what there's 39 yeah it's like a memorial service at the school they erect a statue with all the names of everybody who died and all the survivors are there and they all go up and pay their respects to the statue and lay down some flowers and nobody's really talking to alex like todd's parents blame alex because i don't know why everybody blames yeah, alex yeah it doesn't make any sense like he should be if anything well, and even he says that later on he's like i didn't kill anybody i saved seven yeah, I saved lives people they seven be, people grateful. did not die because of me yeah you're welcome well that doesn't go on for too long because people <laughs> start dying first person to go is todd actually right yeah so and when the, the Todd stuff starts happening, like he's shitting again. And I was like, man, this guy, there's like, a lot of shits in this movie. <laughs> yeah. A lot of people sitting on the toilet, but, um, the basic plot of this movie to, for anybody who hasn't seen it is basically saying all these people were supposed to die, but Alex had a premonition and he caused a rift in what was supposed to happen. And so now death, death still has a plan. And like death, you disrupted my plans, but you still got to die. Yeah. Death is like, you weren't supposed to live, so I'm going to kill you all. Yeah. And he's... Rules is he, rules. Death is killing them in the order they would have died on the plane. Yep. And Alex ends up figuring this out. And he gets little premonitions along the way. Like, he, yeah. uh, he's reading, like, a penthouse magazine, and, uh, like, an owl scares him, and he throws the magazine, but it gets, like, stuck in a fan, and then a piece of paper lands on his knee that says Todd. Yeah, just the, the cutout yeah. says T-O-D. And so he runs down to Todd's house only to find that he has died. Now, the cool thing about this movie is how these people die. Like, yeah. that's, like, the cool... And in the franchise, and it gets more elaborate. And there's as tons the, of red herrings and, like, yeah. Yep. As the franchise goes along in subsequent Final Destinations, I think there's six of them. Six or seven, I think. Yeah, there's a bunch of them. The, um, the deaths become more elaborate because that's what people liked about the, the first one. Yeah. So we got Todd Todd's in the bathroom and there's all these things like accident wise, like he's shaving and he nicks himself. Yeah. He's tweezing like uh, his nose hairs Yeah, with a scissors. And you're like, Oh, is oh, he going to slip and fall? And then and- you see like water leaking from the toilet and you're like, ah, what the hell's going to happen? Yeah. And then even like he's plugging something in and water's right there. So it's like, is he going to get electrocuted? Yeah. Well, what ends up happening is he slips and there's like a clothes, you know how like it, some people have like a clothes line, they have it in the shower. Like hotels a yeah. lot, a clothes line across the shower. Um, that is there. He slips and he falls and his neck catches on it. it wraps around his neck. He knocks over the shampoo and conditioner bottle. So his feet are all slippery, slippery. and he can't, he's in the bathtub and he can't stand. Dude, that scene is so sad. And like oh, his fuck. eyes like get all like bloodshot. red and bloodshot. Oh, so sad. Yeah. So he basically hangs. Small Todd. <laughs> Todd's dead. <laughs> he did. So he's the first one to go. The next one to go is the teacher. Oh no, 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 no. The next one to go is the girlfriend of Kerr Smith. Yeah. Because all the survivors just so happened to meet up at a coffee shop. And she's like, I'm not going to let this control my life. Yeah. And he, because he tells them like something's up. Because I think this is around the time like uh, he and Claire go and talk to uh, Tony Todd's character. Yeah, and he's like, "Death's got a plan." He's like, Dude, he has so like, cheesy. And his line is so stupid. Says, "And you don't even want to fuck with that Mac Daddy." Yeah, he calls death a Mac Daddy. Yeah, and then they're like, "Sorry for breaking in." He's like, "No harm, no foul." I'll see you soon. I'll see you soon. <laughs> I mean, he's a creepy character. I get that, but it's like so stupid. He does a good job. But it's but like, like, why would they go? Like, yeah. Let's go look at Todd's dead body. Like, let's go look for seen, clues. Have you been to a funeral before where there's an open casket? No. Okay. Thankfully, I have. Like my grandmother's funeral. 
There was an open casket. Yeah. Not to mention, like, I've been to a funeral of someone who is my age. There wasn't an open casket for that one, but that was sad. Yeah. Like, super sad. Like, my grandmother obviously was sad because I was close to her, but she was also older. When it's someone your age that has died and you're looking at their dead body, like, there is no way you would just be like, hmm, okay, well, yeah. You know, they're looking at this de- their, their best friend's dead body. Yeah, and looking for clues, like, you're not smarter than the police and you're the not, coroner. You're not fucking Fred and Daphne over here. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Dumb fuck. some Scooby-Doo shit. Yeah. So, anyway. Um, so, they meet up at this coffee house, and uh, Todd's telling them, or not Todd, uh, Alex is telling him about Todd's death and how death has a plan and this, that, and the other thing. And we don't want to fuck with that Mac daddy. <laughs> and, uh, the girl's like, I'm not letting this control my life. And she like steps out into, uh, yeah, she's like, you can drop fucking dead. And then she like <laughs> steps into the street and a bus just, oh, splat blood goes all over everybody. Yeah. So now we get the teacher, the teacher's moving away. She's had enough of this and she hates Alex. Yeah. She like has a real bad. She endless. really does. She's a shitty teacher. Yeah, she is. <laughs> because she should be sympathetic and caring. And, yeah, yeah. Just, but ugh. instead, she's like, "Fuck you, you're creepy." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, anyway, and uh, yeah, Alex goes to the house to like check on her, and he's like checking the tire pressure and her tires, and then the FBI rolls up because she calls him because yeah. she sees him outside, so they take him. Yeah, they take him and question him, and they they ultimately let him go because they have nothing on him. Yeah. But again. A plane blew up that this guy said was going to blow up. Now, everybody who survived is... Has, two people who have sur- survived have died, and he's stalking one of... He would be arrested. Yeah. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. But the other part that I thought was kind of weird is, like, how they keep harassing him, but, like, there were witnesses when the girl got hit by the bus. Like, he didn't push her. True. True. But at some point, you got to be like, this is weird. It this is weird. kid's weird. We're going to arrest him, or at least keep him for a while. But when they when they take him, not only do they not call his parents, he's a minor, right? <laughs> that's illegal. Maybe that's why they had to let him go. But then they just let him go, and he runs back over to the teacher's house. Now, the teacher puts on a record album. John what, Denver. <laughs> what year is this? Like I like John Denver as much as the next person. Probably more than the next person. I say, the next person is me, and I'm not a big fan. <laughs> okay, so I like John Denver more than the next person, but I'm not like, hmm, put on a little Rocky Mountain High right now. Did she she puts on the album and she's like mom's favorite. It's like, okay, well, my mom's my mom really likes Bobby Vinton. I'm not listening to fucking Roses Are Red, My Love, Violets Are Blue. I think that was a song he'd had. I have no idea. But it's like his fifties, you know, doo-wop hits. <laughs> you know, I'm not listening to that bullshit. Mom's favorite. Let's put it on. Rocky this Mountain. One, this one's for you, mom. Rocky Mountain. <laughs> You know, that, you know, John Denver got in a bunch of shit about that song, uh, for that song. Really? Was it about getting high in the Rocky Mountains or something? Well, that's what people said. Like, this mm. is fucking John Denver, wholesome, like, uh, yeah. fucking Muppet show. The Rocky Mountains <laughs> are also very high elevation-wise, so yeah. I think you can make that case. That's kind of, like, the point. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, and, it's, and he's talking about how he was, like, born again. When he visited there because oh, it was okay. so beautiful. Because it was like he was born in his 27th year. I don't know the exact lyrics. We could look them up if we really <laughs> cared. But it was like, and he's talk. it's like a personal story about when he visited the Rocky Mountains, how it changed his life. Yeah. And it gets, gets him high. Okay. There you go. Getting high with God. He, he also has another song that he talks about getting high. 
Yeah. Blazing Boy, that shit up. I, I'm starting to think John DeVries a fucking pothead <laughs> stoner. <laughs> He'd see God every time he'd blaze up. He's like, I got a great idea. Spark he it. calls up Peter, Paul, and Mary. He's like, I got a great idea for a song. Hey, man. Why don't you come over? <laughs> They're like, Puff the Magic Dragon? Peter, Paul, and Mary? They were talking oh, yeah. about that. You ever see fucking Meet the Parents? Yeah. <laughs> Puffing the Magic Dragon? <laughs> you pothead fucker? <laughs> Could you milk me? <laughs> I, I got nipples. <laughs> uh, her death is pretty good, too. Yeah, so she puts on the old John Denver vinyl. Yep. <laughs> she uh, pours herself some wine, right? Yeah, but there's a I lot of... vodka. Yeah, there's vodka straight, straight, straight up. Straight vodka. She pours it in a mug that's broken. And, dude, the amount of vodka that drips out of that bug, mug all over the floor, what, there was none left. No, it was a goddamn dribble glass. Like, she didn't notice. And it's, and it's sloshing everywhere. Like, it gets in the computer. It's on the floor. Like gets in the computer, shorts out the computer. And these are old school computer monitors. Yeah. Yeah. So they're big, like, CRTs. Right. And it explodes, and then it creates, like, fire. Bugs Bunny style, like a trail of fire. <laughs> the whole house, happen. whole house is li- uh, lights up. Yep. Then she gets... Something happens to her. Well, when the, when the computer explodes, a glass shard slashes her throat. So, like, she's losing blood like crazy. Yeah, right in the jugular. So she runs to the kitchen, and, and she falls, and she tries to grab a rag to, like, presumably, like... But the rag on the, is on a knife stand. Yeah, and pulls... Uh, yeah, butcher knife falls right into her chest. Yep. And doesn't pierce her all the way through but when when alex shows up he's like trying to save her he, he pulls, pulls the, the knife, knife. Out, and as soon as he pulls it out he like looks at his own hand yeah, like oh he's shit. like in a stabbing motion over her plus he's left bloody footprints in the house and the house is on fire yeah this doesn't look good he drops the knife stifler's driving by on his bike he's always riding his bike yeah, everywhere he sees it stifler drives by and alex comes running out of the house and he like does that whole movie dive the whole house <laughs> explodes i like, mean it blows that happen the vodka dude the <laughs> explosive dangerous shit. highly combustible shit <laughs> <laughs> it was that pop off, that cheap <laughs> shit. Cheap pop off. <laughs> That's why they call it pop off. Uh-huh. Light it on fire, <laughs> pops <Boop>. off. <laughs> um, so she's dead. Now the cops, the FBI agents, are after him because they found his fingerprints on the knife and his bloody footprints in the house <laughs> that blew up. Apparently, they caramelized. That's what Stifler says yeah, later yeah. on. <laughs> <laughs> whatever he goes and hides Allie larder gets Kerr smith and uh stifler and they're she's like we gotta go find him yeah we can't leave him alone and, and she's like she doesn't know where he is but she's like i bet you he's here yeah and she, and she finds him immediately immediately like as soon as they get out of the car like she's oh, like a bloodhound she's like <laughs> i smell him he's at the beach where i think the the plane washed ashore yeah and uh so he's he's telling everybody he tells him what he thinks going on. What's and, going on. And they all get into Kerr Smith's car. And at this point, he's like, you know what? If we're all going to die, if fuck it. Yeah. Why wait? Why wait? And he just floors it and starts running every red light. And then they're like, stop the fucking car. And he stops it right on railroad tracks. Yeah. And a train starts coming. And he's real satisfied with himself. He's like, yeah, here we go. Yep. And then they're like, fuck this. They, The three of them get out, and he's still in the driver's seat. And they're like, get out, get out of the car, get mm-hmm. out of the car. And he waits till the last second, then he's like, not my time. And he goes to start up the car, and it, it doesn't start. start. And there's this whole big tense scene. But Devin Sawa, to the rescue, he runs over there, and he drags him out of the car. Yep. 
And he had a premonition earlier of his seatbelt breaking. Yep. So like the seatbelt breaks and he's able to pull him out of the car. Yep. And he's like, I did it. I saved him. Yeah. We can. And this is where he's like, we can cheat. We can cheat death because we can stop our deaths from happening. And if I can see it coming, I yep. know what's going to happen. Yep. And as they're all doing this, Stifler's like, well, fuck you. Yeah, you're, we're all gonna like we're all gonna die. You're gonna be next to Kersmith, and he's like, "Fuck you." Yeah, yeah da, da, he's da, da, like, da. "We cheated death, but you're still next, buddy." So yep. see ya. And then the train's going by, and it hits a piece of metal that flies off and chops Stifler's head off. It's pretty cool, and it chops it off right, like, right above, like yeah, like the upper half of his mouth. Yeah, so there's still the lower jaw and the rest of his neck. And it is cool, cool too because like the head, the top of the head goes flying, and then the train passes. Like, apparently the train hits this car and it's just like, well, fuck it. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, at some point, the conductor will put the brakes on, but I don't know. But uh, the train passes and then the body just kind of bloop falls yeah, down. Falls over. So they all freak out. Allie Larder takes Devin Sawa to her cabin. And that's where, right before that, too, is where Alex figures out, like, if he intervenes, it's it skips and goes to the next person. Yeah. Well, that's when they figure it yeah, out, yeah. right? And so... Um, he would be the next person. Yeah. And so he goes and hides in this cabin and he's got like oven mitts on, like he's doing everything. Like (laughs) he's got like, yeah. Fishing line everywhere. Like he's got the place kind of death proof. Yeah. Although there's a lot of debris. There's a lot of stuff in that cabin. (laughs) Yep. And he's like, I got this rig to beat you. And I was like, do you? Cause I don't (laughs) think so. I see lots of things. Yeah. Well, it was going to have like, there's a closet that a bunch of knives like fall. I don't know. There's all this shit that happens that you think it's, it's going to happen. But what Alex realizes is that actually he wasn't next. Yeah, he forgot he switched seats. Yeah, and well, he didn't or, switch. Or that seats. he never did. He was supposed to, but he didn't. Yep, he didn't ultimately switch seats. He jumped out of his seat, and that's when all this happened. Yeah. So that yeah yeah. So then he realizes clear is actually next. Yep. So meanwhile, she's getting electrocuted at her house <laughs> like a big big storm's hitting yeah and dogs going crazy she's got all lines, these crazy sculptures that could cause her to die an above ground pool breaks water's yeah. everywhere power line sparking yep so um but devon sawa finds her saves her yep and he sacrifices himself he like fucking grabs a power line and he just grabs it yeah (laughs) Yeah. i don't know i don't know yeah the fbi does cpr on him yeah he lives yeah they're really good at it (laughs) you know the one fbi agent he played jay leno in that movie the late shift oh really remember when jay leno and david letterman were kind of at war yeah that whole thing cbs nbc Mm -hmm. the 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 johnny carson the late night wars yeah well the there was a book written called the late shift and then they made an HBO movie out of it. And that FBI agent played Jay Leno in that oh. movie. Did he do a good Jay Leno? Doritos. Crunch all you want. We'll make, we'll more. make more. <laughs> and Jay Leno. Jay Leno was a scumbag, though. I was always a Dave guy. So, and Conan. Like, Jay yeah. was like bottom rung for me. Yeah. Yeah, I I was always a Dave Letterman guy, especially yeah. back in high school. Like yeah, I'd me stay too. Up I used to watch much. Letterman every night. Yep, yep. Anyway, that six dude, months that later, rich as fuck. Too. Oh yeah, and all those cars. Yeah, yeah. I just uh, I do comedy and I do cars. It's <laughs> <laughs> pretty good. Yeah, thanks. Jay <laughs> uh, Leno. You want to be on the Swear with podcast? <laughs> <laughs> Who's like a Jay Leno fan? Who's like? 
like for his stand up. Like I understand people like this. Old people. But have you ever heard Jay Leno do stand up? Like not since like 1980. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. It was just like monologue. And he's like, "You see the president lately? <laughs> you hear about this? You hear about this?" <laughs> I, was, I was reading the news. Were you? No, you weren't. No, you weren't. Your writers, your writers wrote read the news and wrote this. Yeah, no, I was reading it. <laughs> wrote this joke for you. Yeah, fucking talk shows are so lame. <laughs> They're so fucking lame. It pisses me off because, like, listen, I'm not an old man. Like Johnny Carson wasn't like near and dear to my heart either. David Letterman, I just thought was funny. Mm-hmm. The whole concept of a talk show is fucking lame, though. You got ten minutes with somebody, maybe maybe fifteen. Yeah, and the conversation's pretty much already determined. Yeah, it's like, eh, so you got a new album coming out, huh? <laughs> you want to talk about it? Why don't we hear a song from it? Yeah. <laughs> so you couldn't have a movie out, huh? Was there anything funny that happened on that movie? <laughs> Paul Rudd's like, let me play you a Mac and Me clip. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind that's of funny. funny but that's Conan, though. Conan's just funny. Yes, but still, it's not a, like an in-depth interview with this person. No, like, what do we know level. about Paul Rudd? Okay, he likes the movie Mac and Me. <laughs> Or he really hates the movie Mac and me. But we don't know like a whole lot about him. Yeah. I like long form interview shows. I don't like 10, 15 minute sound bites that they're telling us when about the time. plug something. Oh, I shit my pants in the trailer and they called me to set, you know, like <laughs> that's not a funny story to me. Fuck that. <laughs> so anyway, he saves fucking Allie Larcher's life. Yeah. So Jay Leno, Jay Leno does CPR. <laughs> he, he intervenes. Please, please. Oh, skip David. Well, maybe it went to me. And Conan's next. <laughs> oh, Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> well, I'll get my show back. <laughs> He's singing Staying Alive. <laughs> <laughs> you got to do that. Wouldn't you do uh, CPR? You do that. You stay alive. <laughs> hear about this about the bees you see this you hear the thing about the, the cpr you gotta sing the song <laughs> apparently you do the lyrics <laughs> you hear about john denver <laughs> dave letterman pops up <laughs> 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 he's got a big old beard that paul schaefer's in the background <laughs> oh yeah yeah the Bee Gees. yeah yeah oh, fuck uh, me. so anyway <laughs> fucking die <laughs> Skip me and go to Conan. Conan. <laughs> God damn. damn. Damn this thing. Fuck. Oh, God. If you're still listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> We're like at the end of the movie now. Let's just finish. Let's cross the finish line. Oh, Gay God. Perry. <laughs> yep. Flash forward six months later. They did it. They're in Paris. <laughs> They're in Paris, man. I never get on a fucking plane in my life. Fuck those kids. no. Maybe they took a boat. Maybe. <laughs> no, they were they rode. Because remember, Alex had that canoe and rode all the way. He rode all the way across the river in about five seconds. Yeah, he. That was like the Delaware too. It was like look at George <laughs> Washington, George Washington <laughs> standing at the <laughs> standing at the bow. <laughs> He's like this way to freedom. <laughs> No, but um, and George Washington. They did fly because <laughs> they did fly because they're getting off the plane yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. And they're oh, like we, we did it. it, we finally did it. We're here, boys and girls. Yeah, and like Kerr Smith and him are like best they're friends buddies now. now. Yeah, and they're sitting at some cafe in in France and uh, have a beer, having to a drink, toast to the dead. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing too. It's like all these people that you know, like your whole class plus your girlfriend and your best friend are dead. Died like six months ago. Like. I think you'd grieve a little bit longer than that. <laughs> you definitely, like, to your point, you wouldn't get on a fucking plane and no go to way. Paris. No. So they make it. In a fucking, fucking mousetrap again, we start seeing all these things start falling. Dude, like, 
It is like the there's fucking like straight game out of mouse trap. <laughs> there's like a bucket, like and a bowling like, ball. There's a, there's a, a guy dive. doing a little swan dive. <laughs> he's like diving, he's standing on a, In the clear, a seesaw. above ground pool. <laughs> standing on a seesaw. <laughs> fucking bowling ball drops down. Yeah, bing, bing, back and forth. <laughs> Big boot on a, like a, <laughs> on a stick. <laughs> It was like that. Oh. So like all this shit starts happening, and then like a giant sign or like a neon sign or something breaks away and starts swinging. Mm-hmm. And then Kerr Smith dives and he knocks. And he uh, saves. He Devin saves Sala. Alex. And he's like, "Oh man, you saved me." And Kerr Smith's like, "Well, he's like, no, no, it actually it just skipped me." And he's like, "Well, who's next?" Splat. In the movie. In the movie. All right. Uh, let me get my thoughts on this. Do it. <clears throat> I mean, the movie's okay. It's it's good enough. Um, I like the death scenes. Yeah, I think that's what makes this movie. Devin Sawa does a good enough job. He doesn't really get to show a lot of acting chops in this movie. This movie is not acting heavy. No, it's about the deaths. Yeah, and that's what it is. So um, for that, I'd probably give it like a three and a half. But because it's not that great of a movie, I'm going to give it two and a half. Uh, that knocks it down probably a full point. Um, it's not as enter- this was what was surprising to me. It's not as entertaining as Idle Hands was. And going into this, I thought that I would think the reverse mm-hmm. because first of all, Final Destination made a shit ton of money, spawned six sequels, became a franchise, and it was all just because people like watching people die in cre- creepy <laughs> ways. And that's kind of what's fucked up about this society. So two and a half for me. Yeah, um, that's funny, man. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Um, <laughs> so the things I really liked about this movie, I thought it was fairly suspenseful. Not scary, but there is a lot of yeah. suspense in the buildup of the deaths and how it's all going to play out. Um, I thought the acting, for the most part, yeah, you said you know Devin Sow didn't really get a chance to showcase, but I thought most of the actors behaved fairly realistically and were convincing. Um, the deaths were super creative. I mean, that's what the movie's all about. The bad stuff, I thought the FBI subplot was just completely unbelievable and dumb. Yeah. Um, and then I just thought the Carter character was just obnoxiously... That's the Kerr like, Smith character. Yeah, just I just did not like his character. So I also give it a two and a half. So we're in agreement on both of these movies. Look at us. Look at us agreeing. Hey, <laughs> Paul Rudd, hey, look at us. <laughs> look at us, man. <laughs> look at us. Um, we are going to be at oh, yeah. Mad Monster Party in Arizona this weekend. This weekend. Um, so if you're listening to this yeah. when o- we release October it, October 9th through 11th. Yeah. So we'll Join be us. there. Um, you know, we'll have masks on. I'll be wearing a swearwolf shirt and a swearwolf's hat. I'm sure David will rock his swearwolf shirt. Yeah. My wife will be there with me wearing a swearwolf shirt. We're representing. <laughs> We're going to get a picture taken with <laughs> Felissa Rose. Oh, yeah. She's doing like a special thing where it's the end of the sleepway sleepway camp so it says 18 and over so i think we're gonna get a dick pic of sorts yeah. with felissa rose That'd we're gonna be fun. see felissa rose's dale you're gonna see that now <laughs> <laughs> i'll tell you if it's big or not <clears throat> um but uh we'll we'll try to maybe i don't know we're, we're spending the weekend there it's here in town but we got hotels rooms at the uh event so we'll be staying there all weekend if you're out there uh, drop us a line. Let us know you're going to be there. Maybe we can meet up, have yeah, a drink. That'd be awesome. Um, if you're not able to make it, sorry. It's not going to be any good. <laughs> <laughs> what? It's going to be awesome. No, I know. <laughs> uh, hopefully, it'll be good. Uh, a lot of guests have canceled, so they've had to reschedule some people. Yeah. But um, there's going to be some cool guests there. and I'm looking forward to it. And it sounds it'll like it'll just it- be good because we didn't get to go to Texas Frightmare. We this got postponed. The Las Vegas one got postponed. Monster Palooza. Mo- Monster Palooza got canceled. Yep. 
So this would be nice. And it, and it sounds like they're doing it the right way. Like they've got it, like they've limited the number of tickets. I guess they've got social distancing stuff set up and guidelines. They've got very strict rules about wearing masks. Like they're one way, sp- one way only. And they're very specific. Like if you don't follow these rules, you will be ejected. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that'll be cool. It'll be fun. Join us. So, uh, yeah, but contact us. Yeah. And if you do want to contact us, David, tell yeah, them how they can do that. Check your temperature, then contact <laughs> They're going to check our temperature. Oh, I right. think they said yeah. anally. Oh, more fun that way. <laughs> <laughs> You're a court low. Just someone. <laughs> <laughs> Just Jay Leno. It's like, oh, it's about 98.6. <laughs> Stick this finger up your ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I think it's about <laughs> This reminds me of checking my motor oil. <laughs> But yeah, uh, contact us through uh, social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, or the Slasher app where we are the Square Wolves. We are on Instagram as the Square Wolves Podcast. Uh, we have the Square Wolves YouTube channel. You can go to theswearwolves.com and leave us a message there. Uh, or you can email us at swearwolvespodcast at gmail.com. All right, so for the Square Wolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. Hey, you guys have a good day. <laughs>
that's so, such a shit Jay Leno impersonation. It's like, you do 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 but they can but they didn't do it. That's all you gotta do. You just can't talk like this. <laughs>